All right, all right, all right. Welcome, 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 everybody. Today on our podcast, I am with Stan Leloup from Paris, France. He's a 23-year-old entrepreneur, marketer, and he calls himself a slow world traveler. He likes to write about business, philosophy, and cool ideas. He runs a popular website and the number one podcast in the French dating space for men. Here's what's great about Stan. He's 23. He's a successful online entrepreneur running the top dating podcast in France, while at the same time traveling the world, making a life of this, and building his business. On top of that, Stan, he likes to run marathons for fun. We've gotten a chance to spend quite a bit of time together in the previous two months. I've participated in numerous masterminds with Stan, spoken for hours, bouncing ideas off each other, while at the same time getting to know one another. And I can tell you without a doubt that Stan is absolutely an outstanding individual. He's an extremely high caliber person for 23 years old. So welcome to the podcast today, Stan. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Emil. I'm great. Thanks for the intro, man. It's awesome. <laughs> no worries. Well deserved. Um, so first, we're going to kind of dive into the experience of the entrepreneur house, and I'll ask you some questions on um, how you feel about it and your uh, what you've gotten out of it so far. So so far, we've been in the entrepreneur house for about two months, and we have about a month left, and planning to extend that time longer if we can. And so, um, tell me first, why did you come to the, the entrepreneur house in Barcelona? Um, the beginning of my story, I was super lonely. Like when I was like hustling in Paris, it was like terrible because I had no friends doing entrepreneur stuff. So the, the time when it really changed for me was when I moved to Vietnam. So I moved to Ho Chi Minh City, bunch of this year's awesome time. And I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I want to be around people who get it. Mm-hmm. So when you put the, um, the Barcelona house on the, on the forums, I was like, this sounds perfect, right? Like, I get to come back to Europe for a bit, um, see Barcelona, and uh, yeah, live with a bunch of DCS. What was really awesome in Saigon was, was about um, like serendipity. You would go to the breakfast place, you would get your eggs, your bacon, and you would meet somebody and you would talk for two hours about SEO or like Amazon FBA or something. Yeah. That was the best, right? Because it was unplanned. It was like random ideas that you would get from people, random meetings. And that's what we get in the house. Like we get like random ideas bouncing. It's it's really uh, good for my creative brains to have like uh, yeah new inputs that are unplanned all the time. Okay. And um, did you choose the house because it was in Barcelona specifically, or was there something else about the form or the idea of, of just coming to a new house? What do you mean? So did you did you know you wanted to come to Barcelona, or were you just looking for another entrepreneur house to participate in? Uh, it, it kind of came together really great because I was already planning to go to Barcelona. But yeah, like I, I guess uh, my decision making on travel is like it sounds cool. Let's do it. Um, I thought Barcelona like it always was an attractive place to me. I've been here before, uh, but more in a touristy way so I, I went and traveled and saw the Sagrada Familia but I could feel like the vibe could be interesting mm-hmm. so uh, that was attractive to me to say let's stay there for a few months okay then you know like I'm pretty sure if you if you had done the house in like some other place I would have tried it out because I would be curious about it even in uh, Ghana uh, maybe not like, 
Yeah, don't, don't push me too far out of my comfort zone, man. Right, okay. <laughs> DC House Baghdad. Right. <laughs> uh, we're thinking about doing Cuba next for DC House, well, but I don't I, think they have internet there yet. So. <laughs> cool. So tell me about your experience, like, moving into the house from day one to, uh, you know, your first couple weeks and then moving into your first month and two months here at the house. This experience with the guys, um, how comfortable you've been or uncomfortable and socially, business-wise and all that. So, so starting from day one, like, what yeah. was that like for you? Um, for me, it was very low friction. So I tried to travel with, like, Limiting my level of friction, so I only travel with a carry-on. I was already in Barcelona for a while, so I just I just walked over there, set up my bags, and made sure guys. I remember it was you and Gregory was already in the house. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like very easy. I just moved in, like because you took care of all the heavy lifting, right? You you talk to the landlord, like set up the cleaning lady, like I, basically it's a hotel for me. I just show up, uh, set up my bags, and everything else is taken care of. So what that was great. And you know, like we have um, we had an interesting first few weeks. I remember I really liked the way the group clicked. It's one of those things. Um, we are different people, but we share like the right like chemistry for mm -hmm. it to like be really interesting. I think, and that's something I've lived several times before. When you have a group of different people that were brought together almost by chance, mm -hmm. and then you have a really good chemistry, and it really works out. So uh, yeah, I, I feel like. One of my goals coming here, uh, as you know, was to make um, relationships that would last for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, on my little morning visualizations, uh, I say uh, I want to, to make friends that will be friends with me in 30 years. Mm -hmm. And that's something I, I feel like I'm making progress, you know, like I feel like I'm really building deep relationships with you guys. It's not just, we're not just hanging out, like, you know, we, we also talk about important stuff, life stuff. And really, really, yeah, we really have a life experience together. Yeah. Um, on, on that note, I think a lot of people in business kind of try to separate their business lives and social lives. Yeah. Could, so could you dive in a little bit and explain the importance of uh, blending your social life with your business life and why you have that goal to make friends, lifelong friends? Yeah. It's a mistake I've made for so long. Like my business was limited for a long time by my unwillingness to to like put myself out there. I was thinking I could do everything by email. It took me six <laughs> months. Yeah, it, like it literally took me six months to get on Skype with somebody. Uh -huh. And like when I when I look back, uh, it's a basic lesson I have learned that every breakthrough I had was from like taking risks and going to meet people in person and building these relationships. So it, it happened on, on the like straight business side by me um, going to meet this guy and then we ended up working together on a new product or me spending an hour a week with this guy on Skype and like no, he's my number one affiliate and he referred me most of my other affiliates. So... Like this was a lesson I learned and like to this day I'm trying to implement it more. I'm pushing myself to like getting on the phone more often, uh, flying back to Paris. That's one great thing for me about Barcelona. Like I can fly to Paris for 100 euros round trip. So if I need to meet one person and it can make a difference in my business, I will do the round trip. So to clarify, that's for, for 100 euros per round trip. It sounded like you said 400 euros Per round trip. Yeah, for, for, yeah, for 100, 100 yeah. euros. Yeah. yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and in and in the personal side, the same because when I was hanging out, I had great friends in France, but nobody was really an entrepreneur, so it was always a weird one. I like I felt kind of crazy with my ideas. I was like the guy in Shining that everything is in his head and he gets crazy because he can't put it out and it's really hard and you have nobody to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So here I can just, you know, like, like bounce ideas and it feels like I'm not crazy anymore. <laughs> it's really, I love that feeling. Yeah, it's really the way it feels, right? And, and I remember, and it, it's the worst because I remember all these guys and I was like, I, I, I would skip parties and like stay home and work. Yeah. And, but three months later, um, I moved to Vietnam and everybody's like, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. Like three months ago, <laughs> can you even remember this happened? Like, <laughs> it wasn't so long ago. You, right. So they, they, really don't, they really didn't get what was my choices, right? So for them, it wasn't connected. And like, it's fine, right? Not everybody has to get it, but it's great to be with people who are in the same mindset. So I think I feel like being with you guys makes me more certain of my choices and makes me understand better my options and, and such. Absolutely, yeah. I feel the same. And would you put, uh, being in the Barcelona house now, would you put more value on the social aspect or the business aspect? Um, for me, like, as you said, both of them are really blended. Like, mm -hmm. social aspect is obviously, because I'm not, like, straight up doing business with you guys, right? Right. I might, uh, somebody might show me a sales page and I give my advice, but I don't, I'm not getting any revenue from it. So it's, like, it's very social, but... The way I feel in my social life and the energy I have overall really bleeds into the business. Mm -hmm. Especially I, I found in terms of taking risks. Yeah. So um, when I was in Saigon and no, when I, when I was here, I took big risks and big steps forward. When it wasn't obvious that uh, it was going to work out, but I felt confident in my judgment. Uh, as to when I was in Paris in a very risk-adverse environment, all my friends were getting jobs in banking. It seemed crazy, like to to like <laughs> hire an employee and tell him like let's move to Ho Chi Minh City and like mm -hmm. yeah you know it, it was it was like such a big step. Over here, I feel more confident, and so I, I'm doing these big steps really uh, much easier. Yeah, that's a good point. I I know for me when I was in Costa Rica and Peru, um, the biggest thing that I was missing. I had this dream life, living on the beach yeah. and being able to live anywhere. Uh, but the biggest thing that was missing was that like-minded people. And that's why we put the, the Barcelona house together. Um, because I had a lot of good friends in Costa Rica, but all they wanted to do was hang out on the beach every single day, yeah. you know, and I wanted to work and bounce ideas back and forth. And I think that's what gives this so much power and synergy to it. Um, so that's, that's a really good point. Um, so a lot of people, I think when they come to like an environment like this, they come to a new city. Uh, they they're meeting new friends. They wanna they wanna have fun. They wanna see new things. They think that their business is gonna suffer because of that. So they think they're gonna have less time and be less productive working on their business. And I found personally the reverse to be true. Um, I know uh, since I've been in the Barcelona house, my business productivity has has, has skyrocketed actually. Because I see other people working and I'm, I'm just like, oh, it's just time to work. I'm not going to watch TV. Everybody yeah. else is working. They may be on Facebook for all I know, right? <laughs> but it looks like they're working. And so uh, tell me, do you feel like you're more productive or less productive in the, in the Barcelona house? Uh, I feel I'm more productive, but it's based on my own process, right? You have to find your own way of doing stuff. And as you know, I get out of the house to work quite a bit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I feel is the most important for my productivity, it's not about time, it's about energy. So for me, it's not about working 12 hours a day. It's about having five hours when I'm really like smart and creative and I, I find the good angles for my sales letters and such. So having the good energy for me is the most important. So, you know, I, I would like step out of the house for three hours and go right somewhere else. Uh, and then I would come back. But I always feel like I'm, I'm in a good energy and in a good dynamic. So I feel I have momentum. That's why it allows me to be productive. And, you know, um, this is a very easy environment to live in. We don't have lots of commuting, like hassles, like cleaning or whatever. So you, you actually have a lot of time, even if you want to party and, and like speak to people a lot, you, you still have lots of time to, to work and do your stuff. I think it can be distracting if you're starting out when you don't have your process yet. So you have to find your way to do it. And I know, like, you know, Stephen, for example, works really late at night. Uh-huh. Uh, I tend to do that as well. I also get out of the house. Uh, Vin and Gregory tend to wake up early. So everybody has their own process to do it. But... Um, yeah, I think uh, once you have your process, it's even better to be in this environment because you come home. Like normally I would work for three hours, five hours, come home, and then I would be like watching TV or something. Right. Here I can be talking to somebody about what I did and what I'm going to do tomorrow and new ideas and stuff. And that brings me to the point where one of the ways you balance your energy is running, yeah. right? Yeah. And you run a lot, right? I do run a lot. Like, what's, what's average? When you go to run, what do you like to run? How far do you like to run? Uh, right now, I'm running mostly 12, 12 to 15K. Okay. About two to three times a week. Yeah. A week. And so, I was in the house, uh, was it two weeks ago or last week? Yeah, last two, week? I think it was, yeah. And it was noon, 12.30 maybe. And Stan comes stumbling in, out of breath. And he looked like he either just got mugged or he uh, was sick. And he said, I'm about to puke. I'm about to puke. And he laid, <laughs> he laid down on our bench. And I was like, do you need water? What happened? What happened? And he said, oh, I just ran 40K. And, <laughs> and I said, that's a marathon, Stan. And he was like, yeah, it was. It took me four and a half hours. But it was, it was so cool because it shows, like, one, the type of person that you are. You know, you hardly even trained for that. I mean, you ran... 20k a couple times beforehand once once beforehand and then you just got it in your mind right that you yeah. wanted to run 40k and you didn't even tell anybody you just did it yeah and what time did you start the run uh, i think i left the house at like 7 30 or 7 45 uh-huh. I, I just waited for the sun to come up and then i, I went out and I, I started running yeah yeah it blew my mind because the whole basis of a marathon is right the story that somebody ran 26 miles told that they won the war and then killed over dead you know and and you didn't even you train you ran 20k once and then did a marathon right afterwards yeah like for me it wasn't about the marathon for itself it was about oh sometimes i feel like i am kind of stuck and i need, I need to win and i need to to show that i can get shit done and push the limits and do something that's crazy you know like for me the business was often about that uh, mm-hmm. was about like doing new stuff and pushing myself and so I, I was feeling kind of uh, like it was a grind right it's this time where like no new project is coming up I'm just I have to finish I have to push through and I was like I want to I want to have a quick win I want to have something I can do it in five hours I run the marathon maybe I'm going to puke myself <laughs> but you know like I, I show myself I can do it and I and I achieve and it makes me feel good 
and it was an interesting challenge. Probably like one of the things that allows me to do the business things, allows me to, to run the marathon, is that I'm really delusional about myself. <laughs> so like I, I assume it would be like, you know, like maybe twice harder than the 20K when like realistically it's like 10 times harder because <laughs> like, you know, you run 20K, you feel like this and 25K, you start to feel your, your legs being really heavy. But like the last 10 kilometers, I was just focusing on not puking myself. <laughs> like, ah, when does this end already? But you know, like you, you have to go to the end. It's one of these things like sure. one of the best thing I have, I think, is uh, when I set a goal, I just keep going after it and I don't change my mind. That's good. That's really, really good. And respect for that, because that's really impressive. Thanks, man. For the experience in the house, would you do it again? Yeah. Okay. And for somebody that's on the fence, thinking about coming to Barcelona and staying in the house, what would you say to them? I would say come. Um, it might seem crazy, because you don't know everybody. Like Usually, when you, when you want to move, you like research the place, you have to know the people, and so on. So it might seem like kind of crazy to move to a new city, a new country uh, with people you don't know. But I would say do it like the, the upside is really, really enormous. I wasn't, I wasn't scared about moving to Barcelona because I had done it before. I, I had moved to Chiang Mai, I had moved to Saigon before. So, um, but every time I was scared, man, like, you know, I, I remember moving to Saigon was terrifying for me, even though I had spent time in Asia before. So I can feel like people might be might feel like it's a bit crazy, they don't have enough information, they want to be sure it has to be the right moment. I would say, uh, do it, take the chance, because the upside is really great, and, you know, it's, it's, kind, it's a kind of experience uh, that uh, you never regret really doing it. Um, I, th- I think it's, um, if you are thinking about it, if you are, like, having any hesitation, you should do it. Yeah, I, I agree, also. So we've seen, like, uh, some entrepreneur houses around the world you know, in our market and, and throughout the DC that, uh, they'll set up a two week or one week or maybe even a month experience in a new country and they'll charge quite a bit of money for it, like $3,000, $5,000. Uh, I have a friend who went to Arizona to live in a workhouse for a week. It was a big mansion. They had a couple successful entrepreneurs come, come in and he spent $5,000 for that week. Yeah. And comparably, you know, we probably don't spend $5,000 in living expenses in three months, not because we don't want to or we can't, but because it's cheap here yeah. in Barcelona. And so uh, compared to your investment, say, you know, your rent and, and travel and all that, your investment to come to Barcelona and stay in that Barcelona house, uh, compared to the value that you've gotten out of that, how would you rate that? I mean, it's amazing because it's, it's almost free, right? So... I have to to live somewhere, so I might as well live in a place that has like enormous upside on the social side. That's the reason like I went to Saigon back in the day was I have to live somewhere, I have to spend this time. If I can spend it with people who push me forward, like it's um, yeah, it's awesome. I would say the the ROI on this is one of the greatest investments. Nice, yeah. that's a good testimony. Thank you. So we'll wrap up here in our closing. Tell us real quick, Stan. First off, I want to thank you for coming. Tell us how people out there that are listening can get a hold of you or find you online. I think the best way to find me is to go to my personal site, stanlelou.com. So it's L S T A N L E L O U P.com. 
Um, I, that's why if you want to, to find my French stuff or my dating sites, podcasts, uh, uh, marketing sites in France, you can find it from the, the personal site, which is in English, so it might be better for the listeners to find me over there. And if you guys want to get in touch about the house, uh, like send me an email or anything, I would be happy to answer any questions. Very nice. And again, we'd like to thank you for coming along. We'll put the links to Stan's website and how you can contact him in the podcast. And that's it for the day.